Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everything's better with some wine in the belly. Welcome to Tits and Wine, a spoiler free Game of Thrones podcast. In this podcast, we discuss season two, episode three. What is Dead May Never Die? And episode four, Garden of Bones. Aria starts her hit list. Brienne lobbers herself into our hearts. And Littlefinger thinks a funeral is a great place to pick up chicks. Thanks for listening. Your watch has begun. Welcome to a Tits and Wine Game of Three. Game Game of Three. Welcome to Tits and Wine, a Game of Thrones spoiler-free podcast. I'm Casey. I've read all the books a couple times and seen the show multiple times. And I'm Nicole. I have not read the books, and I am watching the show for the first time. Tonight, I'm drinking Bigelow Decaffeinated Earl Grey. And I am, again, drinking Potter Wines Lemonade, or wait, Jalapeno Wine Lemonade, and it's just as delicious as it was yesterday. Oh, yum. I have a pouch of that in my cupboard. I'll probably hit that one up next. Oh, it is so good. I've been looking forward to it all day. And for those of you listening, it is available online at jalapenowine.com for those who are interested. Tonight we are going over Game of Thrones Season 2, Episode 3, What is Dead May Never Die. All right, everyone. saying yes. Um, oh, Nicole's shit list currently sits at Joffrey, Cersei, Jamie. Is there anyone else I'm forgetting there? Theon. Theon was on the shit list. Theon. Oh, I thought you meant in the Lannister clan. Yes, and Theon. Theon. Uh, the favorites are Danny, John, Ar. Asha and Sam. Theories right now are Tyrion for the Iron Throne and Cereal Pharrell is still alive. All right, we're going to start off with Nicole's top three favorite or what the fuck moment. I have a lot more notes this time. As you said, uh, you think that the listeners might want to hear my take on stuff a little bit more. Um, Oh, and I have a quote. The quote is, every man who has tasted my cooking has told me what a good whore I am. I wrote that down too. I love that. I love it. Say, Shay is becoming a favorite. Much happens. So I guess we'll start with little Mr. Tyrion, who's just amazing. Yeah. Um, scheming up a plan. He's trying to figure out who in the council is going to spill the beans. And comes yeah. up with the master plan. That was genius. Tells Pycelle, Varys, and Baelish. Each guy, he tells a different story. He's going to marry Marcella, Marcella, off to a different lord each, to each one. And then finds out that Pycelle is, big shocker, the gossip. And he loses his beard. And he's detained in a black cell. So yeah, that was that was a moment of, yeah, okay, so you go, dude. Pycelle is the rat. He is the rat. And I mean, I'm not surprised. I've not, you know, like, he hasn't shown many redeeming qualities, if any. He has shown himself to be Cersei's stooge. And in the book, he also loses his balls. I love that, too. And he's like, cut off his manhood and feed it to the goats. There are no goats. <laughs> Make do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> 
He's just so nonchalant. It's just great. And that's one of the hill people, right? That he that he's ordering to chop off his manhood. Yeah, I think that was Shaga. Previously, Shaga had been threatening to kill Tyrion and feed him to his goats over and over. So it was just funny, like, oh, here you can do this. And he's like, oh. So he tells, Pycelle gets told that he's going to marry Marcella to the Martells in Dorne. Uh, he tells Varys he's going to marry Marcella to Theon, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. funny. And he tells Littlefinger he's going to sell or marry her off to uh, Robin Aaron, who's that little bitch boy in the Eyrie. Those are our eligible bachelors. Um, the Littlefinger, however, also requires a promise of a lordship in at Harrenhal and to mm-hmm. be the, the lord of the Riverlands. <laughs> so Littlefinger's kind of pissed, like, you know, when all that's said and done. Like, Pycelle and Varys go along with it, like, ooh, secrets. And Littlefinger's like, what's in it for me? <laughs> right, right. They're just, they don't give a shit. They just want to yeah. know. They want to be involved. Yeah, exactly. Interesting scene. I liked it. It was well done, too. The way they filmed it was really cool. And how they kept panning back from, you know, Tyrion to the next guy to the next guy. The camera, like, yeah, that camera work was great. The conversation just kept rolling. It was very cool. I like that. So the Dornish, when the whole rebellion took place, the Dornish were on the side of the Targaryens because Ilya Martell was married to Rhaegar Targaryen. So she and her children were the ones that were killed in the rebellion. Oh. So they have no love for the Lannisters at all. Well, yeah. clearly because Cersei is his. She's super pissed, like basically handing over her only daughter to people that hate her. Very interesting. But it's funny because, you know, you have to assume that if if Varys or Littlefinger were the rat, then poor Marcella would have ended up marrying Theon or freaking Robin, poor thing. <laughs> It sounds like there's just no good options there for her. No. I mean, the the Dornish is not a terrible option. They just hate the Lannisters. So I can understand Cersei's fear. But they're not quite as, like, creepy and grungy as the Greyjoys or the Aarons. <laughs> or the Lannisters. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, I don't feel too bad for you because you are making this poor girl Sansa marry your evil little dickhead son so oh for sure like suck it yeah like she's got it worse than anybody so hey maybe you should just knock it off and quit crying about it but it's easy for me to say I'm not in her shoes and Marcella is so young like she's going off the door now she's I think she's in the books only like 13 or 14 yeah and that's about how she looks in the show too she doesn't look very old yeah she's I think a year younger than Sansa is supposed to be so yeah she's just a baby oh interesting interesting situation and Dorne is in the south it's the very southern kingdom of the seven kingdoms and they actually maintain a royalty uh so when the Targaryens conquered Westeros everybody swore fealty to the Targaryens, except the Dornish. And the Dornish, they married into them, but they maintained their royalty in exchange for sort of joining the, the Seven Kingdoms. So they don't have a king, per se, but they have princes and princesses. Oh, okay. Interesting. You'll get to learn more about them later. The Dornish, yeah, so that, that's where Marcella's off to. All right, bye, Marcella. Sorry. Bye. Yeah. One good Lannister down. Oh, I know. Yeah, she didn't seem so bad. The, the little siblings don't seem bad at all. They, and we'll get into that because I, I wrote a note about that. 
Yes, yes, yes. So what's your next? So I'm, I, I think, I think it would be Renly fucking his brother-in-law. Um, so we meet, we meet Marjorie. Yes, I love her so much. I know she's, she's um definitely an interesting character. So we meet her. Renly's married, and he's that's an interesting thing where he's he's not only is he having intercourse with his brother-in-law, but then when Marjorie tries to seduce him and she can't get him hard, she's like, oh, should I go get my brother? It's like, um, so she knows. So that's interesting. And she doesn't give a fuck. No, she's she's like, like, just put a baby in me and everybody will shut up and we'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, you're the king. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Her little pep talk is great. She's like, a lot of people that want to fuck with us and tear us apart. And that's not going to happen. But you got to stick your baby in your bed in my belly. Help to do that. Fine with me. <laughs> we can have a three-way with my brother. It's fine. Everything's, I'm like, you are like, you're a badass chick. She knows what's up. She yeah. is smart as hell. Clearly, she's she doesn't care. She knows, she just knows what needs to be done. So Marjorie, like her. I like her. And like, talk about fashion. She's like the most fashion forward person we've seen. Like she wears some kooky stuff. We will get into that in the next episode. Good, good, good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, my cat's going to start bugging me. So I apologize in advance. He wants to be sitting on me. Um, And then the most, what the fuck? And oh my God, my heart and ouch. Yorin dies after protecting Arya and Gendry. Oh, God. That sucks. And he he dies pretty brutally. He does. And after that beautiful, you know, conversation, I shouldn't say beautiful, but, you know, that poignant conversation between him him and Arya when, you know, she can't sleep and he's telling her about Willem and that whole story, his brother's murderer. And it was a, it was a touching moment, even though the story was pretty gruesome and you get to know him a little bit better. And then seconds later, he dies. So thanks a lot rr martin Joran gives aria like how every night he said the names or the name of the the guy he was gonna kill and then the group gets attacked he tells gendry and aria to run off like he knows instantly like the two of you hide like he did before like you guys get the fuck out of here he gets killed aria releases the guys in the cage so yes. those three creepy motherfuckers uh she lets them or like hands them an axe so they can get out and away from the fire and then everyone gets captured the captain tells them that they're all going to heron hall yes so and that's back- one thing too another note that i wrote is there's a guy in the cart and they keep zooming in on his face so i'm like who's the guy he's i'm and, and this i don't know if this would necessarily be a prediction but he's he's got to be someone of importance right i mean they keep zooming in on his face so he's i'm waiting to see who he is <laughs> like they they made it like hey pay attention to him pay attention to him yeah they did it was curious to see because i mean this is the like the third time i think we've seen him yep and yeah so anyway curious to see so- a little side note yeah no good good observation there um i won't say anything about it but you know nicely noted nicole (laughs) thank you like i said i can be observant when i try yeah no that's good that was good Uh, so yeah that was kind of a bummer of a scene and we've heard about heron hall a couple times it's been brought up it was the castle that was promised to peter baelish by Tyrion. During his Her- little scheme. Heron Hall is also where, like, the Lannisters kind of base camp is right now while they're out with Rob. Yeah, the, the Lannisters are holding Heron Hall. Um, it's supposed to be gigantic and cursed. I think Littlefinger mentions that. Um, when Tyrion promises Heron Hall, he's like, it's cursed. And Tyrion's like, nonsense or something. <laughs> Anybody, all the lords of Heron Hall have died. Like, 
early or terribly. Well, that sounds lovely. I'd like to go there. Yeah. Oh, you'll see it. It's it's charming. <laughs> it's it's about as great as its reputation makes it sound. <laughs> Well, I know that because I just watched episode four, too. So we'll yeah, get into that. Yeah, it's a shithole. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get there. So those are the what the fuck moments. And then I just have, like, pages of, like, notes and stuff. So I don't know. So we find out that Craster is sacrificing babies to their god. And uh, Mormont knew. J is it J-R? J-R? J-R. J-R. It's spelled J-E-O-R. J-O-R. Okay. He is wise to their to their process of getting rid of the boys. Yep. John is horrified. And it's kind of interesting though, because you think he's just gonna be absolutely pissed, but he seems more angry that John lost his sword than anything else. So he's like, don't lose this again. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, I know it has a lot of meaning. It's just kind of funny pretty blase about it and he he says to John like we need men like Craster and it kind of goes to show I mean that's because they're so against the wildlings right that's the whole that's the whole point of the Night's Watch at this point in time because the magic is sort of not there as far as everyone else is concerned so they pretty much fight the wildlings kill wildlings wildlings kill them oh but these wildlings we need so that kind of is that gray area where it's like, well, see, like if you have to work with them, maybe they're, you know, and you're willing to forgive something that atrocious. I don't know. Yeah, totally. It's a weird dynamic. So that was interesting. Billy wants to leave. She's been asking to go with them. She's all sad. But yeah, Sam, and I just couldn't believe Sam gave her the little sewing kit from his mom. Wasn't that cute? I thought it was cute yes. that Sam had that even with him at all. <laughs> I know. It was weird, but cute. Yeah. And she adores it. She's just, she adores Sam, which I think is cute. Like she thinks he's this shining hero. But you got to understand what, you know, the bar has been set really low. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then we see Bran wolf dreaming again. Yeah. And Maester Lewin telling him there's no magic left in the world and they're only dreams. But Bran is not convinced. He's pretty adamant at this point that like he knows what a dream is and these aren't dreams. In that conversation, we do get a little bit of information about the maesters he explains his chain it's like all the maesters wear these chains right like Pycelle has one too mm -hmm. and he shows him the valerian steel link and explains that that one means he studied the mysteries so like magical mysteries so each chain, and they go into it more in the book, represents a different area of study. So when the maesters go to the citadel, they forge their chain. So each chain is kind of like a diploma in a certain area of study. That's very interesting. I was thinking of like uh, Boy Scout patches or whatever. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. So they'll have like a silver one and a gold one and a bronze one, and each one means something different. The Valerian steel one is rare. Like not many maesters have that one. Little bit of Lewin's a badass because he's the best he's maester we've met yet. Oh, he is. Yeah, him and Aemon, right? Yeah, Aemon's not bad. I like Aemon too, but I I love Lewin. Like he's just oh yeah. So that's exciting to see what's gonna happen with Bran and all that. Yeah, Let's there's certain. Please something otherworldly going on there. Yes, absolutely. My next note, let's see. Oh, Brienne of Tarth. Oh, oh, that was so cool. She's so wonderful, isn't she? She is. And I love how they how they do little camera tricks to make her look larger than life. I mean, she seems like she's a large woman anyway, but they do a lot of angles and stuff. And like, yeah, so she comes and she defeats, and I forgot his name, but Marjorie's Loris. brother. Loris. 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 Yeah defeats him and then asks to be on the king's guard that's pretty badass she seems pretty dedicated to Renly 
and everybody gasps like oh, a woman on the king's guard but yeah. Ren doesn't even flinch he's nope. like hell yeah you can be on my king's guard bitch yeah yeah, yeah you're a good fighter look at you you just defeated loris like you're a badass yeah. yeah, Loris is really, really skilled swordsman. I mean, that says something. And she, she just, you know, threw him around the pit. Like, no problem. Little ragdoll. And she is huge. Um, The chick that plays her is six foot three. Oh, my God. I think she's a big girl. Wow. And she's beautiful. Like, when you see her on the red carpet and stuff, she's gorgeous. So they do a really good job in the show of, like, tr- not. I mean, she's still, like, attractive. She's not ugly by any means in the show. But you know what I mean? She certainly, you don't look at her and go, oh, that's a beautiful woman. That actress is fantastic. She does such a perfect job. Brienne of Tarth was certainly one of those characters in the books that the readers were really, really anticipating how they were going to cast her. Because, like, how how do you find a woman like that? You know, that's <laughs> larger than life and just built like that and can fight and be as like stern and stoic as she is. And she's just brilliant. I'm so pleased with the actress and the way she did Brienne. Yeah, she's phenomenal. You're right. I mean, she captures all of that. She's so good. She's not warm and cuddly and, oh, I want to be your bestie, but she's definitely somebody that I like and respect at this point. Yeah. So we'll see how that how that transpires. <laughs> she's one of my favorites for sure. I, I love her. So is Marjorie. Like Marjorie, oh my God, I love Marjorie. She's, Marjorie's probably in my top five. I didn't get a lot of interaction with her yet, but I mean, I can see how she would be very likable. So I'm sure. Yeah, we haven't had a lot, well. a lot of her yet. And Catelyn is there during this whole thing. And I have written down that she's not being very nice. Like, <laughs> Catelyn's being kind of bitchy to everybody. Like, you're there to make some sort of arrangement. And you're just being a bitch. Like, what do you... Well, you know, she's Catelyn. What do you expect? Yeah, she's just shitting on Renly. Like, Renly's in the middle of a tournament, right? Like, he's... And she just keeps shitting on him. Like, oh, you're playing games, but Rob's actually at war and la-di-da. I... How are you going to win any favors by being a dick? Right, and Um, he welcomed her so warmly, you know? It was just... Yeah, he was super, super nice to her and respectful yeah and she just wasn't wasn't pleasant no she was not pleasant yeah, she was tired he he made an excuse too she's tired she's been traveling all day she just needs a nap and some food yeah i get it and uh loris is being a dick too like oh he's hiding you know rob's hiding behind his mommy's skirts and uh, he's all bitter pants because he just got beat by a woman oh yeah Yeah. i mean she's twice your size loris get over it (laughs) yeah she just beat your ass you really want to go there yeah yeah but renly doesn't listen to him thankfully he just does his own thing. Like, did you see her fight? Yeah, she's going to be joining my King's Guard. Get over it. <laughs> right? I know. God, he was so upset. Like, I'm humiliated. Yeah, I I don't know. She was pretty good. I don't know how hard you could work to beat Brienne. Like, <laughs> she's a beast. <laughs> that is true. These are facts. So that was cool, getting to see his little camp, his little area. Well, I guess they, I don't know what they would call it, his kingdom. <laughs> his, it, yeah, his it's, kingdom. A, it's a camp at this point. He's just camping. Uh, he's he's such a fancy pants. Like, everything there was just kind of fancy. Oh, so fancy. And I love how, like, when Marjorie comes in and he's like, oh, that's a beautiful, you look beautiful. Like, that's a beautiful gown. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't decide if I like it better like this or like this. <laughs> and he's like, put it back <laughs> on. Yeah, I, I think I drink too much wine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> At least 
it's out in the open now that she knows. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. Communication so, is the cornerstone of every good marriage. <laughs> in the book, I don't know if I mentioned this yet or not. The gayness was not as open. Have I mentioned that? Mm-mm. Yeah. So the whole Renly Loris thing, it was in the book, but it was so subtle that I didn't even notice it in my first read through. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like in the show where they beat you over the head with it. Like, oh, by the way, everybody, Renly's gay. <laughs> there was. And certainly... did we mention Renly's gay? <laughs> yeah. There were no sex scenes between the two of them. There, well, because Lo- no, neither Laura nor Renly nor Marjorie are point of view characters. So everything is um, just other people's perspective and their perception of things going on. So you get like, you get that obviously Loris is very dedicated to Renly and he makes some comments. And then there's like the, everybody's sort of confused by Marjorie's marriage to him, but there's no like, oh, Loris and, and Renly are over there bumping uglies. Like it's nothing that obvious. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was, well. it was interesting. I mean, H, you know, it's, this was definitely a liberty taken by HBO to have some gay sex scenes, which I'm not against. But to me, any sex scene that isn't needed is gratuitous. Like like that one with Littlefinger in the brothel. It just wasn't needed. I think same with, with the Loris and Renly scenes. They weren't needed. They weren't saying anything that we needed to know. It didn't need to be done, I guess. I'm not well, against you need it. to have sex for HBO to pick you up. Yeah, I guess. And there's not a lot of that can, going forward in the Game of Thrones. They sort of stop doing that trick. Like, oh, let's just have gratuitous sex scenes for no reason. There's one other, there's another time coming up that there's another one. And I'll point it out when it happens. And I'm pretty sure it's just because the actress has the perfect ass. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we've got to show this chick's ass. <laughs> well, as long as they did it for a good reason. But the sad thing is, is they don't show the guy's ass, and I would really like to see that guy's ass. Aww. I'm sure you can find it somewhere on the internet. I, I hope so. Not, <laughs> I, um, so anyway, what else you got? All right. So we go back to the Greyjoy castle. The Iron Islands. The Iron Islands, Bay- Balon Greyjoy, and he gives Yara 30 ships to attack what is it? Deepwood Lock. Deepwood Mott. Deepwood Mott. And he gives yep. Theon one ship to raid a fishing village. The yeah. sea bitch. <laughs> the sea so bitch. Theon gets the sea bitch, which, again, his family is mocking the shit out of him. Yeah. And he finally stands up to good old, dear old dad. And... Right. He tries. But you know what? That's more fire than I've seen in him this whole season or this whole show. Yeah, that's a good point. You kind of see him get a little manlier. And he's just like, fuck you, dad. You gave me away. You got, you, <laughs> like he said, like a dog you didn't want anymore. You gave me away. And his dad actually kind of looks a little bit remorseful, I think. I don't know. He's pretty stoic. Yeah, um, I, so. the look, I took that look from Balon, like, definitely regretful because Balon didn't have a choice that's not something that Balon wanted to do so that I think it really stung even though he's not going to show that emotion to Theon I think it stung because he's like I didn't have a choice in the matter like they took you you know he didn't give him away yeah Yeah. so I guess it was unjustified but still it was kind of cool to see Theon finally kind of you know like have a little bit of fire a little bit of passion get a little angry yeah and for the right reasons I think he was 10 when he got taken to Winterfell. So that's pretty old. I mean, that would be traumatic for a 10-year-old. Yeah, that would be. So that happened. 
But also in that scene, we see a little bit more of Yara. So Theon's like, what the hell? I didn't know that. How was I supposed to know that was you? You know, when he was fingering her. (laughs) And she's like, I recognize you. (laughs) Like, you son of a bitch. She's a hard ass. I love Yara. Yeah, she's somebody I wouldn't fuck with. Yeah, and she's obviously really, really well respected. Because you've seen how, in the last episodes, how much they put stock in the iron price. How we talked about, you know, they don't pay for things, they earn things. And so if Yara's being given an entire fleet... Obviously, Balon really respects her as a leader. Oh, yeah. She's earned her fleet. And Balon is plotting against the Lannisters and everybody, essentially, which is comical because the last time that happened, he lost two sons and he lost Theon to Winterfell and it was a it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's plotting some more revenge. Theon is trying to convince Balon to pledge to Rob and join forces with Rob against the Lannisters. And Balon's like, eh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so Theon's trying to do what Rob sent him to do. He's giving it a shot. Yeah, but his family's definitely making it hard. And I can see that, like, I mean, you know, he writes Rob a letter. He's like, oh, I got to warn him. I got to let him know. And then he burns it. So it's like he's trying. He he wants to stay loyal to Rob, which he should. I mean, they, they grew up basically as brothers. But he also now he's like, well, my family's giving me so much shit. And I need to prove to them that I'm worthy. So he's in a really tough spot. Not that I feel bad for him because you know how I feel about Theon. But yeah, just he's in a really tough spot. It shows again Theon making a bad decision. Like, yeah, you should have warned Rob that they were going to attack. But instead he burns the letter and then he goes and gets baptized by the damp hair. So that's his uncle, the guy that baptized him. That's That's Balon's older brother. And he, so in the book, so it's spelled, his like title is Damp Hair, D-A-M-P-A-H-A-I-R. And I always thought it was Damp Hair, right? Because like the uh-huh. P and the H. And everybody, like all book readers um, thought, we all, in our head, we're calling him the Damp Hair. Then on Reddit pointed out, no, you idiot, it's Damp Hair. And we were all like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, totally. I can see how that would happen. <laughs> and Damp Hair makes so much more sense than Damp Hair. Which sounds very French and fancy. <laughs> it does sound fancy, and he is not a fancy man. No, he's not. No. And he's super, super crazy religious. Um, they don't have a lot in the show. He has a pretty big part in the book, though. And he's, like, crazy religious, and su- and he's supposedly just drinks seawater, which would kill anybody, right? But the yeah. god is the drowned god, and he believes so wholly in his belief system that he just drinks seawater, and it doesn't kill him. Like, he does all this crazy shit. Oh. Yeah. And the baptism, they didn't do it in the show, and I don't know why. It, it would have taken the same exact amount of time to film and would have been more dramatic. But the way they actually baptized is they take a man and they drown him and then they bring him back to life. And then they say, you know, what is dead can never die. That's the whole, that's the saying, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so if somebody dies during their baptism, um, that means they didn't believe enough in the drowned God. Oh God. <laughs> People are actually drowned. Yeah. So it, it'll come up again, but uh, yeah, I'll stop talking about that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But they didn't do that with Theon. They just sort of sprinkled some water on his head and they were like, welcome to the party. Cause they knew he couldn't handle it. I guess. He's, he's the sea bitch. He's the sea bitch. But it would have been so much more dramatic watching him be drowned and then like CPR'd back to life, you know? Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't do it for some reason. I don't know. Well, 
All right. So, um, okay, so now we are back. At, it's King's Landing, and Shay is getting angry. She's tired of being locked away in her little room. Shay is never satisfied. No, she's not. She's she's high maintenance. She is. She wanted and to go I to the capital. Okay, so it brought you to the capital. Well, now I'm bored. Entertain me. Yeah, Shay's a kind of a whiny little bitch. She is, and it's frustrating because he even told her, "Well, you'll have to, you know, nobody can know." So it wasn't like this like secret that she wasn't told. Yeah, she knew that it was going to have to be kept under wraps that she was even there. But now she's like, "I'm bored." Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Like, I don't know. And then he's um, like, like with your quote, he's like, "Well, I'll try to get you a job in the kitchens." Well, I don't. Want, I can't cook. Like, well, you want it out of the room. I can't. What you're going to shop? what the fuck right it was so weird with all of my lannister money here take my wallet take my atm card (laughs) really have a ball yeah it was so fucked up but i did love that she called him her lion yeah that's adorable oh it was so precious my lion my lion of lannister my lion and he called her my lady it was like oh like guys have pet names for each other i mean not that my lady's a pet name but you know i mean she is a whore still but it's it's very nice to call her that instead of you filthy whore right yeah i mean that's 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 a term of honor that's like, yeah. So that was really cool. So then he schemes up yet again, Tyrion for the win. Schemes up that she will now be Sansa's handmaiden. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong there? I can see things going very right there, honestly, because yep, she could really help. I mean, because Sansa is, is learning how to manipulate Joffrey. Yeah. And if Shay is involved in any way, I could see how she could kind of be like a third party like influence. So Tyrion could I don't know if they could pull this off but I I'm 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 not predicting but I'm just kind of foreseeing this becoming a good thing maybe I I don't know could it could turn out really well could be but yeah I just love how like Sansa's such a little bitch to Shay and she's just like do you want me to leave and she's like no just brush my hair and it's like she just handles her so well she Shay really picked up pretty quickly that Sansa was having a hard time and she just softens right up. Like when she first goes in, she's got her guard up a little bit and she's like, okay, well, what the fuck do you want me to do then? Da, da, da. And then she picks up that Sansa's really hurting and you just instantly kind of see her soften. Do you want me to go? And when she's like, just brush my hair. Like she, she instantly realizes, oh, she, she does need me here. Like she, she figures that out and, and tries, does whatever she can to help Sansa. Yeah, that was really good. Like Shay was pretty smart. She handled her so well and it was just like, okay, this could be good. And I I think I think it'll be good for Sansa, you know, to have somebody there that's really truly caring and kind and loving and I think say that about Shay. <laughs> I think she will be. I think it'll be tough love. Yeah, but, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and which in which she really needs right now. And she also has a mouth on her that's not filtered, which I think will be good for Sansa. Because Sansa is completely filtered, right? <laughs> Everything she says is calculated and thought pre, pre. I don't know, she's got a list of things she can say, right? Yeah. Um, whereas Shay, she just says whatever the fuck she wants, whatever she's thinking, it comes out. And so I think that'll be good for Sansa to be around somebody like I think like- so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to see how this relationship forms and like kind of how it progresses. I don't know. It could be interesting. Um, 
And just before that, we get to see Tommen and Cersei and Marcella and Sansa all, like, having breakfast or something. Oh, yeah, that's my next note. Yeah, what do you have on that? So when Marcella brings up the wedding and you can just see Sansa, like, she, her eye, her right eye is, like, filling with tears. Like She's, like... She got vomits. Like, yeah, oh, I yeah. don't want to get married. And then the little brother, what's his name? The little brother? Toman. Toman. I'm writing that down. Toman asks if Joffrey will kill Rob. And Cersei's basically like, you know, would you like that? And he's like, I don't think so. It's like, yeah, little man. Okay, you're not an asshole like your brother. And then, you know, and Cersei says, even if he does, Sansa will still marry Joffrey. Won't you, yeah, little dove? Her Ugh. duty. Ugh. Little dove. It's like, don't call her pet names, you cunt. <laughs> He's, Cersei has been calling her Little Dove since the first episode. Mm-hmm. Called her Little Dove in Winterfell. It's like um, a cute little nickname, I guess. I don't yeah. know. At Ugh. this point, though, it's just creepy. But Toman, he is he is a sensitive little guy. He's a sweetheart. He is not like Joffrey. <laughs> Nobody's like Joffrey. Yeah, Thank no. God. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. We find out, we've already, I think, addressed this, that Arya and the rest of the guys are being taken to Heron Hall. So that'll be... An interesting turn of events, but that's all I have written down. Yep, that's pretty much everything I had. Um, the only other thing I had was Tyrion. Um, he meets up with Littlefinger after the whole Pycelle thing, and when Littlefinger's pissed that he's not getting Hall now, and Tyrion sends Peter off to go talk to Renly, which is interesting. Like, Tyrion um, pulling some strings without Joffrey. So Littlefinger is now off to go parlay with Renly. Yeah, and he gets to see his beloved Catelyn. Yep, yep, which we'll get into in the next episode. Episode four is next, which is Garden of Bones. Garden. Right, the Garden of Bones. And we'll start with Nicole's top three, or what the fuck, moments. So Joffrey has a crossbow on Sansa. And is yeah. humiliating and torturing her in the throne room. In front of a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Like, cutting her, having people cut her clothes off and shit. And then, here I am to save the day. Tyrion Lannister comes in and is actually like, hey, treat her like a human being. You're gonna marry her. Yeah, that's your queen, you dumb fuck. Yeah. Horrible. And just that fucking statement that Joffrey makes. Leave her face. I like her pretty. Ugh. Ugh evil bitch yeah. oh i do have a quote too which ties in two out of three of my what the fuck moments are uh joffrey and the quote is about joffrey and it is state it is said by braun who i he's on my favorites list by the way i don't know why i didn't do this sooner braun is on my favorites list yay good job braun there's no cure for being a cunt amen brother amen yeah. there ain't no, no coming back cure. no i loved it and that is so spot on so yeah, Tyrion comes in and protects Sansa. He has the hound give her his cloak. She covers up. He takes her hand and leaves and Joffrey is seething. But then Sansa, walking out with him, is still basically reciting lines. Oh no, I cannot wait to marry him. It's like yep. he tried to give her an out. He's like, do you want out of this? No, I love Joffrey. It's like, oh my God. And then did you hear what what Tyrion said to her after that oh you may survive us yet yep like he's like smart girl like yeah. saying what you need to say because he knows she wants out like he knows yeah but the fact that she still is saying what she's supposed to say Tyrion Tyrion's like clever girl yeah. <laughs> um clever so the guy girl. That, the one that is ripping off 
Sansa's clothes and was going to beat her. That was Marin fucking Trant again. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. fan of him. No. He's a real piece of shit. And he's he was super happy to do it. Oh, yeah. In the book, they actually do rip all her clothes off. They can't do it in the show because there's laws in Britain that if even if the actor or actress is 18, if they're portraying somebody younger than 18, they cannot get naked or be, be shown in any sort of sexual manner. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so they changed the scene so that she didn't get totally naked. Um, but in the book, she did. She was completely naked in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. He is just a, oh, he's a parasite. I hate that little fuck. And I mean, it gets worse with my what the fuck moment. Well, this would have been probably my top what the, yes, this is my top what the fuck moment, but we'll skip to this because it fits with what we're talking about. Oh my God. So Tyrion gets Joffrey two whores to try to get the cunt out of him. Oh, and he makes Roz torture the other one. And while he's holding a fucking cross, like what the fuck? He's holding a crossbow to her. And even if he wasn't, he's the fucking king. So they have to do what he wants. And he's making Roz torture. Oh, God. Just, I hate him so much. Like, I despise him. He reminds me so much of someone else that's in a similar role in this country. Oh. <laughs> that just makes me sick. It's like, ugh. Yeah, that was so bad. Ugh. We don't even We don't even see it happen. And it's still so bad. It is so just cringeworthy and you just want to cry. And poor Roz has been through shit, like just watching a baby get murdered and then having to torture one of her horrors. What a horrible thing. Just a horrible, horrible thing. He's a horrible person and I cannot, oh, I can't wait till like, he's got to meet his end soon. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not spoiling. I haven't had it spoiled for me. I don't know his fate. But I hope to God he goes soon because I can't fucking stand Joffrey. Oh, he's horrible. Anyway, sorry, rant. Yeah, he's he's the worst. He's <sighs> fucking awful. Um, he did such a good job being awful that the actor Jack Gleason quit acting because so many people gave him shit when they saw him in public. Yeah, I feel bad because I mean he did a really good job, but he was so hated that he he was like, I can't I can't handle this. Like people are just they're uh, harassing me online. They're harassing me in public. Like, poor kid. Oh, that's actually kind of sad. Yeah, I actually oh. feel, I mean, I feel bad for the act. Yeah, because he just, he did his job too well. <laughs> yeah, and so fuck Marin Trant and fuck Joffrey and yeah. Ugh, King's Landing seriously dangerous place. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's for damn sure. I would say another what the fuck moment. It wasn't like big and exciting but when Baelish lies to Catelyn about Arya he basically says we still we have her you know oh. he's he's trying to oh. you know negotiate he doesn't say that they have her he says she's as wild as ever right but he kind of implies because Catelyn's like oh you have her like oh because she hasn't heard a word about yeah. her you have her he just kind of implies oh Sorry, that wouldn't be a what the fuck moment. I have a what the fuck moment. I'm sorry. Okay. What's the uh, Melisandre? Is that her name? Melisandre? Yeah, Melisandre. She gives birth to a wispy, broken husk of a thing. Shadow baby. <laughs> the shadow baby. The horrific shadow baby. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, uh, Stannis sends Davos on this smuggling mission with her. And yeah. You know, they go into this cave and he, she's so like nonchalant and just, oh, and she's smug and she's whatever, holier than thou. And then they get in there and she just rips her clothes off and lays down and just gives birth. And it's the least 
like traumatic birth I've ever seen. And then out comes this crazy shadow baby that turns into a shadow man. And then her stomach is perfect again. And I'm like, oh, you go, girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the most like bounce right back. Just right back. I'm like, wow, if only it could be like that for the rest of us. But anyway, so yeah, now there's a shadow baby man. That's freaky as shit. Yeah, that was really bizarre. And like super magical, right? Like that's some legit magic right there. So Malathander obviously is not just smoke and mirrors. Like, she's got some shit going on. Clearly. Yeah. And in the book, that whole scene, so we get Davos' point of views. He's a point of view character. Um, So we see it from his perspective. And he's like, she is enjoying this. Like, when she's giving birth, like, she seems orgasmic. You know, like, she's not in pain. She's, like, loving it. (laughs) It's really weird. Yeah, it's crazy. And the shadow, like, when it stood up, it looks like, it looks like Stannis. Like, it looks like it had Stannis' face. He looks like his daddy. He takes after his dad. He's got his dad's eyes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So creepy. So, yeah, that's something exciting to look forward to. The shadow man. Shadow, shadow man. Shadow baby man. Um, but yeah, a lot happens in this in this episode. Um, let's see, the Dothraki seem to be saved. Uh, yeah, make it to back Quar. to you were talking about um, Peter at camp with Catelyn. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to that. I have a bunch of notes on that since you brought it up already. So Peter is just blatantly hitting on Catelyn, like she's in she's in mourning. Her husband just got his head cut off, and he's like. Fate has given us this chance to be together at last. And she's like, fuck you, dude. Like, right? Bad timing, bad form, bad form. Here's your husband's bones. Let's fuck on top of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. She just, like, you vile little shit. Like, no. So bad. She even holds a knife up to him. Like, fuck off. (laughs) I am not interested. Yeah, so the, I had written down about the, the Arya comment, because to me, that was so little finger, because he didn't necessarily lie. Like, he didn't say, oh, yeah, we have her. I think, you know, by saying, oh, she's wild as ever. She's wild. She's out there. We don't know where the fuck she is. Right. He, she's in the wild. Yes. Yeah. Like, he says that right after trying to get Catelyn to, like, be his love. And then he turns around and, like, misleads her. Like, yeah. so... About her child. Like, that was just horrible. Yeah. He's he's kind of a slimy little shit. Like what the fuck? He he brings uh Tyrion's terms to Catelyn that he will trade Jamie for the girls. Catelyn's got that in her head. Um and she's basically like Rob will never go for that. Like Jamie Lannister for the the girls even though those are Rob's sisters. Like that's not a good trade, which is sad for the girls. It really is. Like yeah, two girls for Jamie? I don't think so. So then he brings uh the bones in. Um, those women that were carrying the bones, they are called the Silent Sisters, and they're sort of like the official morticians of Westeros. They, well, in the South anyway, they they treat the dead bodies, and they clean everything, and they clean up the bot, they all the flesh off the bones, and they bleach the bones, and they wrap them in a certain way, and they're the only people that can handle the dead, and they. Um, I don't know if they have their tongues cut out or if they just take a vow of silence, but they never speak. Like, they don't speak at all when they become a silent sister. And you're not supposed to touch them. Like, you can't touch them either. So they're a whole weird thing. And they're part of the church, right? They're like a, like, nuns sort of thing. 
Well, that's what I was thinking, but it confused me because Rob met Talisa. Talisa, yeah. Talisa. And I thought she was one of those ladies, but she talk- they talked a lot and stuff. So She was just like a field medic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I also have to note, like, this, this comes up so much in the show when I notice the women, the older women. They're obviously wigs. I mean, it's a show. But these women in their, like, late 40s, 50s that have no gray hair. It's infuriating. <laughs> Catelyn has this thick head of auburn hair, and not a gray hair can be seen. <laughs> I call bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so we're saying there's a flaw in the in the script. In the costuming. I'm I'm not even 40 yet and I got so many gray hairs. It's bad. <laughs> and they stick on me. You can see them so well on me. It's not even fair. Well, maybe you need to be in Game of Thrones. It's apparently there you don't age. It's great. I know. Well, I I do have a good bar barber salon guy he takes care of them for me there you go well maybe that's their trick they have good barber um all right so what else you got you started to say something else oh the dothraki they're they're saved i mean it seems like they might be saved yeah sort of they get so one of the other blood riders comes back with water and a fresh horse and he lets them all know that they've been invited to karth and so they go they go to karth jorah warns danny that around Karth is the Garden of Bones, and it's full of the people who were not let inside the city. Because the city is so far away from the edge of the desert that you're either let in or you die. Like, you can't turn around and go back. So it's sort of a risk. Yeah, what what notes do you have on that? I have a few. Um, It's just an interesting, I mean, you know, they're greeted at the door. They're greeted at the gates, and they're there's this back and forth between the, what is it, the spice trader? Yeah, the thirteen. Yes, and then the one guy, like, cuts his palm, and he's like, let them in. And they're like, oh, my God, you're doing this for them? Okay, but, you know, I'm sure there's yeah, so a reason. Big, <laughs> the, the big guy that, that vouched for Danny, his name is Zarozon Doxos. Oh, God. The name's... Zarozon. <laughs> Zarozon Doxos. X-A-R-R-O-X-A-N-D-A-X-O-S. Zarozon Doxos. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he vouches for Danny. I mean, he has a good point. He's like, she's the mother of dragons. Like, let her the fuck in. (laughs) Really? She's not just some regular person. And the other guy, the kind of, like, fat, jello-y guy is like... (laughs) What were these Dothraki savages all over the town? Like, she gets so mad when people call them savages. But, Danny, they're a bunch of savages. I'm sorry. They are. <laughs> savage hell. They are. They're, they pillage. Yeah. You don't get so defensive. There's there's nothing unsavage about them. There's no refinery whatsoever in your culture. I'm sorry. No. So they get to go in. I think in the book, I'm not sure if they all get let in, but the ones that don't are given some like tents and water and stuff i'm not sure but i guess she doesn't have that many people with her right now so maybe they did let them all in well it looks like an interesting place it's supposed to be the finest city in the world so hence you know they don't let a lot of people in and they're super picky okay so rob we'll go back to sorry talissa talissa that was an interesting scene like he's like watching her like hey baby i like the way you sawed that guy's foot off like you want a bone He did. He really respected her her chopping. <laughs> he did. He's just like, I am so turned on right now. And she's just like, you're a spore. So yeah. that was interesting. And I'm, I'm sure she'll, I mean, I can only see that, you know, sh- I'm sure she will be back. I don't think that's the last we'll see of Talissa. 
Yeah, she she gives no fucks about Rob and his his I'm the king now. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. She's like, yeah, she's like, You're the one that caused this. He's like, Oh, I love Rob, their little go back and forth. Like he's like, Oh, this young man was lucky you were here. He was very unlucky you were here. <laughs> right. She's like, I I don't like you. Why are you still talking to me? Yeah. Like you caused this. They don't really say if she was where she came from. Like um, so, so she is, she is a show only character, um, who takes the place of somebody else. And I will explain more on that as we get further along. She was not in the book. Um, and they don't explain even in the show, like, where does she show up? Was she hanging out with the Lannisters? Was she hanging out with, uh, Rob's people? Like how, why was she there? Where, you know, it was very odd. Yeah. And whose side are you it, on? Right. And she kind of points out that she's not really on a side, like, because he's like, oh, something about my people. And she's like, they're not my people. Or they're not my enemies or something. Like, she kind of alludes that she's not on a side. But then it's like, why are you there? Like, why why are you in these military camps? It never gets explained. Who fucking knows? <laughs> she's just, like, sawing people's feet off. That's all. She's got this weird fetish. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, so she's an interesting character, too. I'm excited to see more of her, I'm hoping. I love the look of her, too. Um, see, I could have done her for halloween because she's got long dark hair uh, oh, God, but for I, sure yeah yeah but i felt like it was cheating because she wasn't a book character <laughs> oh that's not cheating but yeah i understand yeah so she was great that was short that was a short scene um yeah. and she's now cool. we're, I like i did too i've i like i said i would like to i'm sure i'll see more of her she seems like one of those characters like the guy in the prison cart like we're gonna see more of him yeah like they gave her enough screen time there's a reason for that all right let's go to heron hall Arya gets to Harrenhal, and, and so oh my. it's a shithole. When they are walking up to Harrenhal, it pans up and it shows you these spires that are like melted, and there's like a statue missing its head and stuff. Harrenhal was burned to shit by dragons, <laughs> like way wow. back in wow. the day, and it was so big. Like Harrenhal is the biggest castle. It's the biggest one. It's fucking huge. Uh, but the dragons came and just melted the shit out of it. <laughs> and it was too big that they can't fix it. So it just oh, looks like oh. shit now. Yeah, that's Heron Hall. It's pretty fitting for the kind of shit that goes on there. God, it's just, yeah. I, so, yeah, I wrote down Heron Hall is lovely. And they're torturing people left and right. Oh, and that's quite a unique form of torture. The rats in the bucket. That's impressive. Rat torture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and they they are they're questioning everybody about where where's the brotherhood? Where's the brotherhood? Which we don't know who that is at this point. This is the first time we're hearing about the brotherhood. Okay, good. Because I thought I missed something there. I was like, brotherhood? Nope. What the fuck? Okay. Nope. So you're in the dark as much as Gendry was when he's like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Like the what? I'm not from here. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys brought me here. I don't know who this brotherhood is. That was a sad situation. Yeah. And so they're doing, they're torturing like one person every day uh, with the same questions, apparently. And we do see that Arya starts her list. <laughs> yes. She's taking after Yorin. Yep. Yes. So she's got her list of kills that she's going to go after, which is pretty cool. And I'm so like, the Get, take the hound off your list. He's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to her, though, he killed the butcher boy. Like, yeah, the hound's on the shit list for her. Um, then we get a couple more scenes, and then when we go back to Harrenhal, uh, that's when they pick Gendry, and he's about to get the rat torture when fucking Tywin shows up. Like Fuck a yeah, boss. Tywin. Yes. 
I've met like I was like you're so happy to see Tywin, which is crazy, like because he's a rat bastard himself. But it's like, oh yay, Tywin's here. <laughs> well, and you know, it's kind of funny because after this, after watching this episode, I I don't hate him quite as much. <laughs> like I don't particularly like him, but I'm like, you know, he he calls out right away that I mean, Arya's a girl. Yeah, he's like, you idiots, how could you miss that this is a female? You dumb yeah. shits. Well, and then and he's like, he's, why are you killing people? Like, we need men. We need people with skills. You don't think any of these people have any skills? And he looks at Gendry, like, what, do you can, do you have any skills? I'm a smith. And he just looks at the other guys like, you damn fools, he's a smith. Like, right, how many other men have your people, have you killed that could be bringing something good for you? Like, Yeah. Like, uh, the only one with any sense Yeah. <laughs> it's just anarchy. So, yeah, that was a whole interesting thing. And, like... So he basically saves Gendry and Arya, really. I mean, for now. Like, yeah, he's, she's... Oh, he definitely saved Gendry. Oh, yeah. And Arya, too, kind of. I mean, now she's not up for... Well, of course, nobody's going to get murdered, I guess, while he's there. But she's and now was... one of his servants. So the it was the mountain that was there. It's a, a different actor playing the mountain, but that was the mountain. And they say, that's the guy that chooses. So he was the one that was choosing people. Oh, I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah, so that was Gregor Clegane, who obviously Beric Dondarrion has not found and brought to the King's Justice. <laughs> Clearly. So, and then on Arya's list, I wrote it down. Her list so far is Joffrey, Cersei, Ilan Payne, Marin Trant, Polliver, and the Mountain. And I'm trying to think of who's, do you say Polliver? Polliver, yes. I believe Polliver was the one that killed the little boy with her sword. Oh, okay. I think that was Polliver. So that's her list. So, yeah, now we've got Tywin at Harrenhal. Shit's about to get interesting. And Arya is going to be his cupbearer. Yeah, which is pretty cute. I think so. Yeah. So we have <laughs> Lysol Lannister. Lancel. Lancel. Why did I put Lysol? I always want to call him Lysol. Lancel Lannister, who is um, throughout this episode really coming to his own. And it's rather interesting because in the beginning, you know, when when Joffrey is torturing Sansa, uh, Lancel is being kind of a cunt. You know, he's like freaking out and kind of instigating, like adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, he's accusing Sansa of all of Ned's supposed treasonous crimes or Rob. Rob's treasonous crimes, like, oh, this is what Rob is doing, uh, so we're going to blame you for it. And your dad was treasonous, so you have traitor's blood, and your Rob is at war, so that's your fault. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, like, she has any say, any power in anything. So that was interesting how he was just so... So you see him just becoming more and more emboldened. But then... He comes to Tyrion with Cersei's plea to release Pycelle, and he gets owned like a little bitch, and it's awesome! (laughs) Smacks him around like a motherfucker. Oh my god, he's just like, you're fucking my sister, you're fucking your cousin. Yeah, how would you like me to tell Tywin and and Jaime about that? Like, oh. God. I'll tell Joffrey, he's like... Oh yeah, Joffrey too. And like, so yeah, Tyrion totally turns Lancel into his spy, which is great. And And he's such a spineless little shit, he's, yeah... He's going to totally do it because he's terrified. Like, he has no balls. Yep. So it's great. So that, um, and I think this is the one, and I thought I wrote it down, but, so the only other note that I have is, oh, yeah, I do. In the beginning, the guys that are on the, 
they must be there with the Lannister army. They're talking and joking about Renly being gay. So it's just (laughs) another little side note. Like, everybody knows, just kind of like everybody's starting to figure out that Jamie is the father of all the Baratheon children. So just another little thing, like interesting. Like everybody talk everybody's talking about Renly. Like they all know he's gay. It's just this interesting. I mean, we already know that everybody knows because they're talking about it, but I was like, oh, and that was a, an interesting joke. He's been stabbing Renly's been stabbing or he's been jabbing Renly for years and he hasn't died yet or something along those <laughs> lines. Like, oh snap. So anyway, that was an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. That is all I have. <laughs> Everybody knows that his marriage to Marjorie is just a political farce. <laughs> yeah, there's no hiding things there. I mean, people are pretty smart. They figure it out. Yeah. The only other note I had, Stannis and Renly meeting. And oh, yes. they, they just start making threats at each other. Catelyn comes for some fucking reason. <laughs> Catelyn's there. She's like, if you were my sons, I would snack you both and put you in a room until you figured this out. Fuck off. Catelyn like don't pull that shit nobody cares <laughs> they're both kings just be nice they're grown-ass men yeah and they're about to go to war and and you're playing the mom card like no not here Th- that wasn't a- that was an inappropriate comment uh <laughs> Stannis uh Stannis basically gives him one day he's like you have one day and then I'm attacking we'll see what happens there and they're basically they're both on the battlefield like just across from each other and like we're both ready to go. You got it. You got a day to like give up this bullshit, or we're coming. And how sad, you know? Like Renly's even a little bit sad. He's like, and to think I loved him once, you know? Oh, my brother's got a hug. Yeah, poor Renly. I feel like Renly, because Renly's the youngest, and he probably he looked up to his older brothers, and his older brothers both just probably hated him and shit on him all the time. So, so yeah, things are heating up. Thanks for listening. Your watch has ended. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.